welcome to the latest episode of the Tower After Hours podcast. This is Kelly, and we're going to have some fun today because I have with me Pete. Hello. And Nora. Hello. And we are going to be talking um, Instagram. We're going to be talking social media. We're going to be talking the psychology of email marketing. So I think we have some good topics and we are ready to jump in and I'm going to pass it over to Nora. Okay. So this is a pretty timely topic. Um, Instagram is removing likes. Uh, Not sure if they've done that across the board yet, but I know mine has switched over. So you can no longer see the user can no longer what, see individual. Like, what is the reason for that? Tell well, us. We're gonna get into that. Oh, also, is it all like backdated posts or just things it you is post new? Everything. Tell us everything, Nora. Go. It's 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 all of all time. Of all time. So, according to Instagram, aka Facebook, they're doing it for people's mental health because especially younger people, I think, are gauging their worth off of how many likes they get. So I have two articles. Also how I gauge my worth. Yes, yes. The youth. The youth. So yes, um, according to Instagram's Twitter account, they're doing it so users can, quote, focus on the photos and videos you share, not how many likes you get, unquote. So this is an Esquire article, and they're very critical of Facebook and Instagram. Ooh, because I heard something. I want to know if they're critical for the same thing I heard. Okay, so this article feels that Facebook is doing this because they want a piece of the pie, so to speak. They want money. So every week, millions of dollars pass from brands to influencers, but Facebook does not get a cut. So Esquire believes that there are more nefarious motives behind this and that it's not about people's... uh, self-image and self-worth be engaged by likes. Yes. So what I heard was that the reason that they were doing this was because now you can no longer track success. Like if you're a brand or if you're working with an influencer, you can no longer track success through the number of likes, which will require more boosted posts and advertising to see the ROI. What happens to all these influencers now? Well, that's another ties into the second thing I got. So this girl is an influencer. She posted this kind of editorial type story on CNN. She is pro removing likes, which is interesting. So she says that this is going to make influencers need to uh, provide value and cultivating community instead of constantly comparing yourself to other creators, puts the onus on influencers to focus more on the quality of their images and their ability to start a conversation with the people who follow them rather than create content solely for the purpose of generating likes. So the kind of aspect of it with how influencers and brands will work together, she mentioned that the majority of Fortune 500 companies I partnered with did not ask for back-end analytics. Instead, they worked with her purely based on the number of followers she had and the number of likes she could garner for them so she thinks it's a good thing so it's more so their overall followers than a like based on an individual post yes basically the influencer i guess is going to be providing some kind of not necessarily a screenshot but some way of because influencers and people who post can still Mm -hmm. see how many likes they get not just influencers everybody So they're going to report that to the brand somehow, and I don't know how they're going to make sure that's accurate. But 
Yes, more of an overall type of building community so we, and comments and stuff like that instead of just like... So which we, is interesting because the comments is where people get mean. Yes. So we can still do comments. Yes. And we, and we still can do likes, we just can't see. Yes, like if I'm looking at Kelly's Instagram, I can't see how many likes her picture got. But can you like it? But she can, can see her You can still like own. it. Kelly can see her own. Yeah, so what it'll say, uh, okay. it, it says like... Okay, it'll say I did, one okay, person's name, okay. so if somebody... I know, liked your picture. It'll say their name, and then it'll say, and others. Yes. Or it'll say, and hundreds of others, and, and thousands, thousands of, of others. others. But it does not say how many, like 50,000. So I have seen the, like, and hundreds of others. Yes. I have seen that. I didn't, and I thought that was, like, um, old posts. So that's how they kind of, like, mm. changed old ones. I didn't even realize that the yeah. feature was still there, that you could... Like, I thought they were just taking away even the action of liking. No, you can still like. Okay. You can still like, but you cannot see how many people have also liked okay. said photo. So I can't go to yours and be like, Nora, four people liked your photo. Which you need to take it down because you like, have yeah. no self-worth. <laughs> Stop bragging. Yes. Humble brag. Nora gets four likes. I <laughs> haven't on Instagram in probably over a year. But Yes. So influencers, I were concerned about how this is going to affect their job, and she thinks that it'll be fine, and that's a, it's a good thing. So I do I think that in the long run it could help the self worth of young people. Yeah, probably. I mean, you're still seeing that no one likes it, but at least you can pretend <laughs> that a lot of people liked it. But yes. I also think like comments are. I mean, if people... Oh, yeah. They get brutal. Are, yeah, they can get brutal. Mm -hmm. But I also think, like, low-key, this has to do with getting more advertising Absolutely. dollars. Absolutely. It's all about money. Mm -hmm. It's always about money. Yeah, and the Esquire article was quite angry. Um, <laughs> so they were like... Esquire is quite angry. Yeah, they said... Um, well, they said, why is it so reluctant, meaning Facebook, to police Facebook Live? And... They also said, call us cynical, but Facebook has been so reticent about no-brainers like protecting democracy. We're shielding children from harmful content and that it seems odd for them to suddenly sacrifice profit for happiness. And anyway, if Instagram really did care about improving the mental health of its users, wouldn't it just bring back the chronological feed? So, oh, also, one other thing. Far be it from us to doubt the morality of this otherwise exemplary company. <laughs> this, oh, wow. Yes, but this oversight does sound like something they'd be more interested in writing than the well-being of their users. So. Ouch. My first thought when I heard about the mental health aspect was definitely suspicious. Might be the word. So does Facebook follow in their footsteps, considering they own That's an interesting question. I didn't get into that specifically, but I would wonder if that would follow. Because, again, it's operating on a like-based... My only thought is that if it... Not a lot of young people use Facebook, and I don't think Facebook is as... Um, oh, I can't think of the word. Um, hip. N n yes, hip, but it's, it's status. Thing, it's not yeah. like... I don't think your status is quite measured by your Facebook likes as yeah. it is with Instagram. And there are influencers From on what Facebook, I know of the youth. <laughs> but not as many. The youth. The youth. Yeah, definitely a shift, I think, to a lot of people, older people. It's like 60-plus and stuff using Well, I find it Facebook. interesting that, what, like, maybe two years ago, Facebook added the dislike button. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now we're getting to the point where you can't like or dislike. Mm -hmm. 
You have to laugh or cry yes. or get a red or, face. Or, or or, it'll all be emojis. Too. Yep. yep. Life is an emoji. You can put a happy face, a smiley face, or a poo emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Facebook should add yes. the poo emoji. Yes. They should. <coughs> so, right. well, I'm going to pay more attention because I'm going to see what I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll right. report back. I will. Report back next time. I will absolutely report with your, back. With your findings. Oh, they also mentioned gender reveal party photo albums as being one of the ills that Facebook has inflicted on the world. So when people die, so, that's a downer. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever yeah. been to? Okay, I haven't because nobody I know is really having babies anymore. You're like in an age where people do you have you been to a gender reveal was, party? No, but I was at a baby shower yesterday, and they had twelve inflated balloons attached to this wall, okay, board thing, and one had confetti in it, pink confetti, and they people took turns turns throwing darts, and the second person hit the pink balloon. And the confetti went everywhere, and the dad was upset because he had spent so much time filling balloons only for the person to get it on the second, second try. But so they already knew they were having they a did. girl. Okay. So it was, not, that was a, just the game. not a traditional like people exploding paint and people cutting into cakes, and so I have not been to one like that. Well, I'm kind of glad that I'm at the point where I don't have to do gender reveal parties. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, send out an email (laughs) and let us know what your baby is. Or, wait till you have the baby. The ultimate gender reveal party. That's great. I'll just look on Instagram and I'll like Mm -hmm. it. Yes. (laughs) Yep. But nobody will know other than the person who posted it. So, bringing up gender reveal parties, I have seen some videos of gender reveal fails. Yes. Which transitioning over to Pete, who's going to talk about some social media fails. Oh, oh my. Uh, the year is wrapping so, up. It's, this yes, is like this the is, best time of the year when you get all these like lists of the year right. and you're I starting I'll us be, off early. I doubt I'll be on the December uh, <laughs> podcast. So I'm doing my yearly wrap up of the biggest social media bombs of 2019. And bombs I don't mean in a good way. Bombs as in Oops, this company really. You hate up. to see I, it. I, you hate yeah, to see it. I want to drop some language, but I'll just say they really messed up. <laughs> they really messed up. Uh, we'll start with Total Beauty. Uh, Total Beauty Cosmetics. I believe they're a cosmetics company, they're a beauty company. Um, so apparently, the Oscars faced a backlash this year after announcing an all white nomination lineup for the second year in a row, <laughs> despite a host of awesome performances by black actors and people of color. Uh, so when Total Beauty posted a tweet showing admiration for Oprah Winfrey at the awards, it seemed like a really great thing to do, except this was the tweet. Mm-hmm. You ladies can see it. Oh, no. That is Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, gee, yeah, it is. <laughs> so that is not Oprah Winfrey. Um, <laughs> so Total Beauty was quick to remove it and mm-hmm. apologize, but Twitter had already seized the moment to name and shame the cosmetics company for their ignorance. So, well done, Total Beauty. Oh, man. <clears throat> know your celebrities. <laughs> That's terrible. She's only the yeah, most... Probably most yeah. famous woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I feel like that person was probably fired. Probably. Like, I feel like that person had to be drunk. Immediately, yeah, probably. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, national days and celebrations are awesome for social media. It's a chance to talk and a chance for everyone to share experiences and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but on Independence Day, 
<laughs> this summer. <laughs> like July 4th. Uh, the YouTube creators um, <laughs> posted a patriotic tweet to mark Independence Day and said, what are your favorite American YouTube creators? And they put the Liberian flag up instead oh. of the U.S. flag. As Where are they from, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but they were quickly called out that... Like, it has one... It has, it has red and white stripes. It looks like the U.S. flag. And one white star. One star, right. One star. One star review uh, for so that. The, so the first comment was, that's not even the American flag. <laughs> uh, no one really appeared to be offended by it, uh, but people weren't about to let it go unnoticed. So the takeaway was, always proofread your content. Yeah, know uh, your country's flag. Your content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're confused, check with your nearest fifth grader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, for a lesson in phrasing, uh, this one's actually pretty sad. Uh, the 2013 Boston Marathon, we all remember what happened. The, the bombing. bomb went off. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple people died. Uh, 260 people were injured. Um, we all remember that, except for Adidas. Adidas oh. didn't really recall. Uh, because, actually, this is actually a 2017 thing okay not this year but i'm bringing it up anyway it's so bad we're gonna (laughs) gonna we're gonna keep it on the list the sports giants sent out the following marketing email to participants who had completed the long grueling run they said congratulations you survived the boston marathon (laughs) um naturally adidas's unfortunate choice of words went viral uh and a lot of believe a lot of people could not believe that a company of that scale could mess up. Yeah, that's because so when you said it was Adidas, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah like that's, le- yeah, that's it's, legit. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Um, they did issue an apology for the oversight. Uh, the spokeswoman said, we are incredibly sorry. Clearly, there was no thought given to this insensitive email subject uh, that we sent, and we deeply apologize for our mistake. Now, the question is whether Adidas did genuinely slip up or whether this was a case of any publicity is good publicity. Mm. Ooh, I would hope... I would hope it's a slip-up. I would hope it's a slip-up. I kind of love that the response is like, yeah, we're super stupid. Like, (laughs) So the takeaway from this is do your research. Uh Know Mm -hmm. your uh, audience and do your research. What? Okay, I was intrigued by the next one on your list, but it's crossed out. I, well, okay, I'll bring it up. I'll okay. bring it up. I'll, although just, I didn't read it, I'll just read it live on the air. Okay. Um, cast your mind back to the auditory illusion clip that went viral last year. It was the Yanni or Laurel. Mm-hmm. And I can't mm-hmm. even remember what I heard. Mm-hmm. I, I heard Laurel. I, I, I Yanni. I heard Laurel. And I've tried. I even did a thing where you slow it down uh-huh. to hear the other person. I still, I hear Laurel. I can't hear, I can't hear Yanni. And I'm in the minority. I think everyone in the office heard Yanni except for like two or three and I was one of the two or three. You're so special. I know. <laughs> um, this person said, I actually hear yearly. <laughs> All right, so uh, the U.S. Air Force heard, what they heard was the perfect opportunity to promote their victory over IEA extremists after days of airborne combat in <laughs> Afghanistan. Uh, I think um, you can just stop right there. Yeah, and then they said, I guess they tweeted, the Taliban forces in Farah City, Afghanistan, would much have rather heard Yanni or Laurel than the deafening they got courtesy of our A-10s. Takeaway, maybe don't use war zone conquests over brutal extremist organizations as marketing fodder. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. (coughs) 
Oh, I can see yeah. why you left that one out. But I did. But I just wanted to talk about what we, I just wanted to talk about what we heard. I didn't see that one so much as marketing, but all right. Uh, this one is another really bad one. So Snapchat had a would you rather game. I don't know if they still do, but in this one, uh, yeah, they found themselves in a hole when the would you rather app asked users if they'd rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown. Uh, this came on the heels of a very oh <laughs> horrific domestic violence case against Chris Brown and his then-girlfriend, Rihanna. Uh, understandably outraged, Rihanna turned to Instagram to shame Snapchat. Yeah. Ironically, one of the platform's biggest rivals, stating that they had made a joke of domestic violence and that all women, children, and men who have been victims of DV in the past, uh, and especially the ones who haven't made it out yet. Uh, Snapchat issued an apology and tried to shirk some of the responsibility, claiming that it really was their third-party developer who did it and not them. Mm -hmm. But they're not the ones who took the fall for that. Mm -hmm. No one knows your third-party developer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Snapchat said, this advertisement is awful, should have never appeared on our service. We're so sorry. It, the typical apologies. Yeah. And again, it comes down to the publicity. Is this publicity or is this it's a just mistake? Wrong. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't do Rihanna like that. Yeah, I was no. gonna say like I wrong. would if you're doing that for like any publicity is good publicity. Like now you you're, like made Rihanna mad at you and like no one's coming back. Plus, you're a terrible person. If you yeah, do oh, that. sure. Mm -hmm. All right, wow. uh, I have one other one. Okay. This one I actually think is hysterical, and that's why I saved it to last. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, uh, so there's a Chinese footwear manufacturer. Um, I can't pronounce it. Kaiwei Ni? I don't know how you say it. Uh, but they took clickbait to the next level by taking advantage of Instagram's swipe up to learn more. Okay. So what they did was they photoshopped. They, they were doing an advertisement for Yeezy's sneakers. They were uh, getting ready to do a Black, a Black Friday sale on Yeezy products. And they put his shoe on their, or in their Instagram story but they put, they photoshopped like a random hair. Like right at the on swipe. The picture. No, well, right at the picture. Okay. So that users would swipe up yeah. to push the hair off the screen wow. and instantly get oh, more wow. information. It's kind of brilliant. <laughs> it's kind of brilliant. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when you. I love that. I think that's hysterical. I really mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. um, but people didn't like it. Because oh. uh, three pet owners, like, I was always like, trying to like wipe like dog hair off mm -hmm. like the yeah i i would do it i would be like oh yeah get that off. i want to know mm -hmm. what kanye thought about that yeah well people Probably don't like being made it. to feel stupid yep um so that underhanded tactic lost them a couple subscribers mm -hmm. which i could completely understand yes uh, really i mean so just the, have the a point, little sense of humor right, so the point here look the offending post was swiftly removed but the point here to all this is, yeah, all of these were removed and taken down, but they really weren't because, as we all know, nothing on the internet is ever really mm -hmm. gone. And here we are because, months later doing our year. Yes, and in some yep. cases two years later talking yep. about these because you can apologize, but if you muck it up right from the beginning, it's, mm -hmm. it's out there forever. So mm -hmm. your social media, if you are not doing, if you don't have a dedicated person or someone who is looking at that constantly and thinking about every single thing that goes on, we can't all be Wendy's. We can't all have that perfect Twitter account like Wendy's. Uh, in fact, I was going to do, my topic was going to be the Wendy's effect on uh, Just other social people's media. social media? Yeah, I might do that 
later on, but I didn't... Stay have... tuned. Come back. Yeah, I might. I might. <laughs> I'm still trying to research it a little bit. I don't have all the information, but it is fascinating what some of the companies are doing to kind of catch up to Wendy's, and Wendy's yeah. is like so far ahead of the pack. But uh, yeah. It just smacks of desperation, though. It does. <laughs> it does. And copying. I don't have a good segue, so I'm I just going to pass it to you. Well, I don't, and I don't... My topic was kind of interesting to me because I always kind of think about here's a good segue the thought that goes behind mm -hmm. choices that marketers make um so some people not thinking about their social media but um the article that i found it actually just showed up in my my mailbox last week and it is all about email marketing and the psychology the psychological principles that go behind how companies put together uh email marketing and then I realized that I brought an email marketing topic to a podcast with Nora, who worked in like direct marketing forever. So you can either jump in and tell me these things are correct and if you've ever used them, or you could just be like, uh, this article's mm -mm. the worst. Validation only. Okay. So the first thing that they talked about when people send out emails is something called the anchoring effect. So the anchoring effect tells us that people have a bias when it comes to decision-making because they will favor the information that is offered to them first. And that becomes their anchor from which they judge all new information. So like, think about like if you were on like the voice and you went first in the auditions, you would be the person that they like kind of rated everyone against. against. Okay. So, I also think some of these are kind of like interesting because I want to see like in my regular everyday life if I just like if this psychology this. applies yeah. to my brain. Mm -hmm. Is this true, Nora? What's she saying? Is it true? I think I know a lot of direct marketing is big on getting in front of people yeah. before the competition. So the suggestion Especially that they so... gave to um, play off of the anchoring effect is just to make sure that you're sending like a welcome email as soon as mm -hmm. someone signs up for your email marketing list. So they have like that, um, something to draw upon. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I highlighted something. Yeah. I highlighted what I said. All right. Awesome. <laughs> um, I think this one is probably true and we probably see this all the time in our lives, but it's called the mirror exposure effect. And it says that individuals develop a preference for something, the more that they are exposed to them. Mm -hmm. which I think makes sense. That the more you sense. see something. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that meme where that lady, like, she's drinking, like, a beer or something, and it smells really bad, so she, like, pulls a really f bad face, and then she takes a sip, and then she's almost like, yeah, and she's like, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I think of, like, the mirror exposure. Like, with an IPA. <laughs> I don't Pete, know. Pete with an IPA. No, I would just pour an IPA down the sink. So I, I feel like it's it from you first. one yeah, of those fine. things where at first you're like, <laughs> no, and then you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. It's starting to grow on me. I don't know this meme. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated. Oh, it's all... Oh, yeah, you have to... I'll show it to you. Did you see uh, my Slayer meme last week? It was fantastic. For Christmas? <laughs> no, that was at the Slayer concert in Hershey. Slayer for Christmas. Yeah. No, I didn't see that meme. Oh, I put it on Slack. Okay. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look. <laughs> but, I mean, that one for email is really just all about, um, you know, getting in front of people on a consistent basis. But I think with email marketing, the thing to be careful of is that you're not in their face too often, especially with the same message. I feel like around the holidays, like I'm getting emails from the same companies like two to three times a day. Mm. And I'm just like, mm. no, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so the next one is called the rule of threes, which I think is, you know, with a design background, you kind of know the rule of threes, I like, do. or mm-hmm. even beyond threes, kind of like odd numbers, mm-hmm. but they had some good, um, examples in this article just about the the rule of three being significant in storytelling and the examples that they gave were like eat pray love and even like a really simple like ready set go like the rule of three so they suggest that when you create your emails that giving people maybe three channels that they can um uh, delve into to, to learn more information um would be a good way, uh, a good amount of information for people to take away. Are we talking takeaways or entry points? Um, so the example that they have is a, um, this is, they're showing a newsletter from Threadless and they are giving you a place to shop now, to make your designs or to just learn more information. So from that email, you can take one of those three paths. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's another good one? Uh, That's okay, we'll wait. I know. Oh, this one. Kind of leading off that rule of three. I suffer from this on a daily basis, and it is called analysis paralysis. Don't get me started on that. And it's what I feel every time I walk into home goods <laughs> or at home. There are just too many options and I completely shut down. Like I can't, it's too much information for me. It's sensory overload and I feel like I cannot make a decision. Hmm. So kind of like building off that rule of three is that if you provide them too much information, if you to provide them with too many places to go, a person is going to overthink this to the extent that a decision can never be made. I've worked with people, worked for people like that. (laughs) Never get anything done. Yep. Um, and it's then it's much an, less damaging in your shopping context. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I guess I'm saving money in yeah, the end. Exactly. And then the other one that they mention is they call it uh, picture superiority, and that's really you know just the fact that as humans we are able to retain sixty five percent of the information that we see visually up to three days later. And just the fact that having um, really good graphics in your email can um, catch people from the start and also um, help them remember your email. So psychological warfare in your email box <laughs> every day. I'm going to remember this for my clients. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's all right up here. And know your audience. Mm-hmm. And know your mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. And... Don't tweet inappropriate. Don't tweet inappropriate. Think we're giving you all the takeaways. <laughs> mm-hmm. And go on Instagram for self-care. Mm-hmm. Not Facebook. Not Facebook, mm-hmm. but Instagram will help you feel like a better person now that you don't have to live See off your likes. Sally so, got more likes. Cycling back to that, you said your account is done, but they're not... It's not an instant thing? They're it rolling it out slowly too? It sounded like it was I a had, slow roll this week. So this is from this week, indeed. Uh, The company launched a trial that hides likes for users in the U.S., a non-feature that it's already tested in a handful of other countries. Changes are going to roll out globally, but it sounds like it's not a hard thing that's happening all at once. I'm running to my Instagram right after this to see what I 
I noticed my, like I noticed mine last Thursday and my friend who I was with was still seeing like counts. See, here's why it doesn't so. bother me. Cause obviously I don't even look at my likes because like Nora, I have about four. Yeah, um, I mean, but I, mean, I can <laughs> tell I'm getting older because like my tolerance for social media is getting so much lower. It's just when you realize it's just a highlight reel mm-hmm. of people's lives. And yeah. That's probably not even I mean, the real. people yeah, that you I'm, like and you want to see what they're doing day to day, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. But, so, yeah. so you say as you get older, have you been okay boomered yet? No, because I'm not a boomer. <laughs> I know. I have not forgotten Gen X. Yes, I am also, yes. Which is Pete fun, and I are only just, like a year. We just yeah. sit and watch the boomers and the millennials throw punches at each other from the sidelines. But I was talking to my husband this weekend and he was like, yeah, what is, like, what is that okay boomer thing? And so I told him. Is he a and boomer? He, he is a boomer, but is he? he was, he, yeah. Oh, no, he's not a boomer. Not. I'm sorry. He's Gen X, but yeah. he, I call him an old man in a young man's body. I think yeah. he has the mindset of a boomer. So he was like, they shouldn't be saying that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like you're the oldest young man. He, yeah. I think Love he, it. he not sympathizes, but recognizes himself. I realized how old I am this year when I went to, Vegas for the Life is Beautiful Festival, and I just complained about the kids at the show the whole, the whole time. Yep. I realized everyone there was 20 years younger than me. Everyone. I saw like four people my age. There were thousands. Yeah. Well, you're just hip. I am. I'm I mean, you're. Hip. Yeah, I think Gen Xers are great. We boomers. Are. We also got think some we're problems great. with yes. boomers, but. He's like, well, I don't understand the whole OK Boomer thing. And I said, OK Boomer is the response to you telling them that if they just stop buying coffee, they can afford a house and pay off all their student Mm -hmm. debt. Mm -hmm. I said, it's just their, like, dismissive response of you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I don't don't think they should say that. And I was like, you are (laughs) such an old man. I don't don't think I should have my life judged. I thought in the heat of the the moment, that comment was so good. The way she delivered it just made me laugh so hard. So I'm... I'm familiar with it, but did it track from a, like, Nextdoor app? Mm-hmm. I feel like the first time I saw it, so I follow this account on Instagram. It's called Best of Nextdoor. Yeah. Do you know, like, Nextdoor is, like, these little, yeah, like, the community, community things. Yeah. Well, so what they do is they pull this Twitter account, Best of Nextdoor. They, people just send them, like, oh, my God, this is the most ridiculous thing going on yeah. in my community. And that is the first place that I feel like I saw it. But I guess that's not where it originated. No, it was on Reddit. It was a woman. Oh, okay. I forget what she was doing. She was, she was speaking. It, it, it was a... I feel stupid for even okay. speculating about this on a podcast. But I don't know. It was, We're not it was official. Some, it was some government thing. She was speaking at it and someone yelled something at her. I just said And it. she's just like, okay, boomer. And she just kept talking because they did oh, not like great. what yeah. she was saying. And she just shot him down. It was so great. Oh. So great. I wish now I, I want to find I wish it. I more intelligent and had more details. We're going to find it. We'll find it and we'll link it in the podcast notes. Sure. Okay. Well, boomers. Now, now the boomers are having trouble selling their expensive houses to the millennials who are still working. Well, jobs are really that making bubble any money. Then, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Just stop yep. doing any, just stop paying for anything that will make your life worthwhile. And of course you can afford all this That's stuff. Right. You have no fun. Sit in a blank room for five years and then you can buy a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What kind of advice is that? Okay. Okay, boomers. Okay, millennials. Okay, Gen Xers. Xers. Okay, everyone out there. there. We hope that you enjoyed our tower after hours and check back next month for our next episode.
Okay, thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.